back to the Figure It Out podcast. My name is Emma. And I'm Natasha. And we are so happy you guys are joining us here today. Yeah, we're counting down till Christmas. So another Christmas episode. Sorry if you're listening back and it's not Christmas, but, um, you know... It's but this is Christmas. just an opportunity to be even more excited for Christmas next year. You yeah. Know? Like, it's <laughs> the countdown's already begun. Exactly. <laughs> At any point in time, you're always counting down until Christmas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're just closer than others, so it's better to recognize it. But mm-hmm. here we are. Um, yeah. Are we one week out from Christmas when this releases? Um, Two weeks. I'm really bad at dates, you guys. Nope. One week. One Christmas week. Is, Christmas is this week. In That's a week so from exciting. today, Christmas will be over. <laughs> wow, why would you put it like that? I just, I'm a realist. <laughs> that's so sad. Real, I'm a realist. I really yeah, do think I, I am think a realist. Yeah, I think you are. But it just was, that. that's, yeah, that's very accurate. In one week, it'll be over. And wow. now we are just sad. But then we can start the countdown again, I guess. Yeah. Is next year a leap year? Um, No. I think it's 2024. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because there's one less, Because no, then one I more can, day. Because then I'd be like... Oh, there's 366 days versus 365. True. But that's not the case, so I will not say that. Okay. Wow. Well, you, we are so happy you guys <laughs> doing this for another episode. Um, did you guys realize that last week we had the I started twice in a row? <laughs> no one realized that. Except that I didn't realize it until today, actually. Um, oh, my gosh, Brecken. <laughs> I can't believe this. Brecken. So, Brecken hobbles around hobbles he's very he's very walkable um he walks around kind of the basement while we record and he's just obsessed with our adhesives yeah he likes to retrieve tape and And, bring it to us and anything that like holds things together like sometimes it's rubber bands sometimes it's binder clips we figured out he learned how to open the drawer that hosts these types of items i thought it was just that someone was always leaving it open and i was like we really need to keep this close because brecken keeps getting into it but it turns out he can just open the drawer yeah so he just brought us a big thing of box tape and i actually am sitting next to one too so Mm -hmm. we've got two things of box tape now in the studio yeah so you know just getting ready for christmas packages and all Mm -hmm. of that yeah you know, you guys, Emma and Brecken, I've been able to, like, to witness their friendship on a new level because I've been working from home a little bit more. Yeah, she has. <laughs> and it's been wonderful, right, Emma? Exactly. It's, like, so, like, double-edged sword of I love it when Tasha works from home because I get to, like, actually see Natasha then and spend time with her and talk with her over, like, lunch and stuff. And she watches Brecken primarily, but also it's so much harder to work. <laughs> Yeah, we struggle a little bit. But, okay, going back to Emma and Brecken, because, like, we could criticize me in this, but I just think it's so funny to watch Emma and Brecken interact. Because (laughs) Brecken, like, goes and will just, like, I don't even know how to, like, put it into words, but he just goes and, like, announces that he's he wants to play with Emma. He's, like, he walks into the room, like, pushes open the door really aggressively, and he's just like, hello, Emma. (laughs) And then Emma gets up and plays with him. Yeah. And it's just so interesting Within to me. Within reason. Yeah, it's not like every minute I'm playing with him, mm-hmm. but it is a good chunk of time. He's just got a face you can't really say no to. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We're a little out of routine right now because you're home. And so, like, we don't have play times as often because you're home. And I think he's kind of sad about that. I think he's like, oh, it was better when you left in the morning, <laughs> Natasha. And then I had Emma all to myself. And also she just, she interacted with me more. I doubt that. Natasha is like mm-hmm. the, the light of Brecken's life. But well, yeah, we have an interesting friendship. I'd say I'm like his fifth favorite person, which is fine. Um, 
it's like I do so much for him, but he doesn't recognize it. And like yeah. you know how later in life you realize exactly how much your mom did for you? Mm-hmm. I think someday Brecken will realize that when he's not under my roof anymore. I think so too. Also, I think you're at least number four. But like also number one isn't even me. It's my mom. So <laughs> Yeah. Mom's a special place. <laughs> That's true. Um, speaking of moms and family, we are talking this week about going home for the holidays and like mm-hmm. the idea of just being with your family for the holidays and how that can look really different from one person to the next. And for some people, this is a really easy time and a super wonderful like season of just, you know, good time with family and, and it's um, easy conversations and all of that. But we also recognize that that's not always the case. And there's even certain seasons where it's not the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. We all have always been talking about mm-hmm. Christmas as something we're so excited for. And we just always talk about it so positively. But we recognize that maybe when we when you bring up Christmas or when you look at this upcoming holiday, there might be just things in the back of your head specifically related to going home to your family that, that really cause a lot of anxiety or stress. And we want to talk about that today. Yeah. And with that being said, though, we want to just preface this by saying we are not like we don't have experience in all of these different family situations that we're going to reference. Mm -hmm. And so hear us say like this is from our observations and our conversations with friends. But like our best advice for you as a friend on how to support your friends if they're in tougher like Christmas situations with family. Mm -hmm. Like what does that look like? Um, And how can you be a good friend through that season? But we don't want to like overstep and say, oh, this is how you should navigate your Christmas as that individual Mm -hmm. because we recognize that you have a lot more insight than we might. Right. Unique situation everyone's in. Unique relationships (laughs) everyone has. I'm structuring these sentences really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Unique situations everyone is in. It's like um, Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What is this? Um, Yes. Uh, So yeah, it wouldn't be a figured it out podcast without a disclaimer somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But with that being said, I think we have five different families. I think six. Six. Yep. I think Two, so. three, six. four, five, six. That is yeah. true. Um, and so we're just going to go through them. And yeah. we are going to start off with kind of a big one, um, but that is the split family. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is when you're celebrating, your friend's celebrating Christmas with, you know, maybe Christmas Eve at their mom's, Christmas Day at their dad's, or multiple Christmases um, on the same day, right? But it's just that their family isn't celebrating Christmas cohesively. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um and like and with that like how do they navigate the multiple christmases and being aware that they have that pressure of just you know double the commitment i guess during the christmas season yeah and there might be just a lot of tension there too mm-hmm. again every situation looks so different but it might be really hard for you to go spend time with your dad and his family because that might feel like you're hurting your mom yeah or vice versa there's so many dynamics natasha and i can't really speak to them it wouldn't be fair or right but we recognize that those are really difficult situations mm-hmm. and just that like you know we've talked a lot about how it's restful for us to go home for christmas i like this is something where we go and we stay in one location and it's just like easy in that sense but this might not be the case if you have a split family maybe you're traveling like within the christmas season Mm -hmm. that's just really stressful and um yeah like emma said like there could be guilt if you're with one side of the family more than the other and and it's just innately there could be conflict and so recognizing that this might not be an easy restful season for Mm -hmm. you and like we want to be your friends through this and we want to equip other people to be your friends through Mm -hmm. this we've we've talked about this with a friend of ours actually and they mentioned like going home is so much a a 
checklist. Um, mm-hmm. When we talk about restfulness, they don't relate to that because it's I have to go see my mom, my mom's parents, my dad, my dad's parents, and this side and that side, and my friends. And it's more of a checklist of seeing all these people that I feel obligated to check in with versus I go home and I'm able to see my brother, my dad, and my mom, and my whole dad's side of the family in like one go, you know? Yeah. And so it's very different and it's like something you can't really relate to unless you're experiencing it. But yeah, just understand that it's probably a, a lot more things to do or just a more tense situation to walk into. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like if you are someone that isn't actively experiencing that, right, but you know a friend that is going home and, and has multiple Christmases because their parents are divorced or because there's just conflict there, um, what what can you do as a friend to be mm-hmm. just a, a blessing, I guess, to yeah. them in this situation? I think they start off with just understanding um, and Pretty much every one of these situations um, on this podcast, it's going to be like, understand Mm -hmm. it's not your situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes we're getting so, we assume everyone experiences the things the same way we do, but that's very much not the case. If your parents are together and you're doing everything cohesively, this is a very different situation. So just that understanding, I think, um, Mm -hmm. is the first place to start. Yeah. And I think like that understanding, like then translate that into what does that look like if you're planning things like they might just be busier than Mm -hmm. than you are. And they can't commit to things as much because they have, you know, double the commitment already. And Mm -hmm. so if you're trying to make plans, like, I guess, just be aware of that and try to maybe work with their schedule before you invite other people that have easier schedules Mm -hmm. to, to work around. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a really good point of like if you're trying to get something together maybe they're the first person you check in with and say what date works for you because then the people with more flexible schedules mm -hmm. we can adapt to that because you have a lot more on your plate in this season yeah I think that it's just kind of like acknowledging that their situation like I said that their situation isn't the same as yours and really just having that in um, mind when you're planning so that they feel just really seen and recognized Mm -hmm. and like um, that they don't maybe have to point it out because I think that could be something that's really painful of having to like draw attention of like oh I can't because I'm doing Christmas with my dad's family a week early Mm -hmm. you know and so now I can't make it to your Christmas party but Mm -hmm. if we had just talked about this we could have done something you know and so I just think like allow like giving them the space to um, be seen and to really make an effort to have them at events um, even though they might have a busier season yeah and I think a, a great place to start just asking questions, especially if you are one of their closest friends. You don't mm-hmm. need to do this to a person far farther away from you distantly. But if this is a close friend, I think it's really helpful to understand exactly what it means for them to go home mm-hmm. um, and exactly what it means to, for them to go to their moms or exactly what it means for them to go to their dads and like what kind of situations they're walking into because it's easier to support someone when you understand where they're going. Yeah. And I think like with this, if they, if they don't want to talk, that's totally fine. But give them the space to... And I think be patient because sometimes it could be like a lot to unpack for them. But if you're just willing to listen, that would go a long way. Exactly. There's probably a lot more that we could and should say, but I think we'll leave it at that for the split family. Mm -hmm. The next one is similar, um, but a little bit different because instead of having two different people that could be in conflict, you're having people that could be in conflict together. So like the divided family. And that looks differently for every family. That could be divided opinions about politics or you know things that are happening in, in our nation or the world mm-hmm. um different perceptions about religion um different perceptions about your life choices you know whatever <laughs> that looks like it's just basically like when things when people get together mm-hmm. um life is tense like the yeah. conversations are tense mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times like small talk and people wanting to talk is like centered around complaining and so yeah. they're going to be complaining about the current events happening and stuff like that And so it just seems like this comes up around the holidays, or at least you hear people talk about it a lot. 
Well, I think it's like you just put together a bunch of different people that do have different opinions, different lives, right? And like, yes, maybe they all were, si- they are all siblings, but like they are so far removed from yeah. each other now that when they come home, it's just like they can't get along. Right. And you're sitting between your aunt and uncle that just passionately disagree with each other at right. Christmas dinner. And like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Family is interesting because you really don't, you don't choose your family. You know what I mean? So, like, when I get together with our, our friends, we have all chosen to be friends. And a lot of that's because we agree on a lot of things. That's and we true. have the same views. And we like looking at things the same way. Versus family, it's like you're together because you, that's how you started. Mm-hmm. You know? And so there's a difference between family and friends of you do not choose your family. And so, therefore, these common things that you would often try to hang out with people who think similarly or want to do things similarly are just not there in family sometimes. Yeah, and I think that can be really stressful, especially as someone who does not like conflict. Like, (laughs) I just would hate to be in this type of situation, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. I've been very blessed with, you know, my family for the most part. Like, we are able, even if we don't agree on everything, to have, like, these civil conversations, right? But Mm -hmm. I know for some people, like, this can be really, really difficult. Like, there's taboo Mm -hmm. topics. And, like, what do you do if that comes up? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and that can just be really stressful, I guess. Yeah. you might not be looking forward to spending time with people that just Mm -hmm. don't want to even be there. Exactly. I think there's just some size of the family you just might avoid in Mm -hmm. in total because of those differences or Aunt Susie doesn't come anymore because of this conversation or everyone comes and they just bring their battle gloves and their arguments and their citations and their news sources and they're just ready to go at it. And that just sounds so stressful. And so I guess like, okay, how can we be good friends to somebody who has to go home to that, Emma? And and I don't really know. This one's one that we even were like, how do you support a friend who goes mm-hmm. through this? Um, I think just like help them come up with ways to avoid those conversations or ways to sneak out of them or just like other things to talk about. Yeah. I know um, Becoming Something recently did a couple episodes mm-hmm. on talking about like difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a chance to listen to them. But they're in one right now, they're doing... Um, politics, religion, and another one. Was it like life choices or something? Yeah, I think it was like your current life. And so they're doing that series right now, actually. So they've released two out of the three. So um, go check that out, Becoming Something with Jonathan Pakuda. We talk about that. We haven't, yeah, we haven't talked about yeah, it in a while. But, but I think that they'll probably have some good insight and maybe a little bit more than, than we do just because I think that they've had different experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, going home... Like, I'm not bombarded with different political beliefs and, Mm -hmm. like, that struggle. And so I know that they have some good insight on that. Yeah, exactly. The other one we were talking about was money, actually. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is don't wear your ripped jeans because (laughs) that always seems to be a controversial topic when you go home. Something we didn't put as, like, a type of family, right, but an interaction that can be so stressful around the holidays is just, like, kind of the judgment from your family on your current life. Yeah. Like, I think most of my family is like, oh, like, we're really proud of how you're living your life, Natasha. But I do have some that are like, oh, you know, like, you're not married yet. Or like, oh, you came back to Minnesota instead of staying out in D.C. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. like little things like that where it's like, hey, th- I don't think that I'm doing my life poorly and they don't think that either. But sometimes like they'll make comments right yeah and like what do you do if you're like not living up to those expectations Mm -hmm. and again it's like your life and maybe there is a point where they should call you out on different things but if it's not the case like how do you kind of navigate that where it's just like hey you're projecting your ideas on me but you don't even Mm -hmm. know really like my day-to-day and like how good life is and what I'm involved in I don't know right I think I think some of my family thinks that because I'm not married I just like go to work and then go home 
yeah. and do nothing. Like, I don't think they realize, like, how happy I am with my life. No, sometimes people are like, so what do you do, like, after work? I'm like, oh, I hang out with friends. And they're like, oh. And they're like, which friends? I'm like, my roommates. <laughs> and they're just, like, concerned. Um, but, like, they don't understand, too. Like, oh, we have a great, like, friendship. We have great times with, with friends. And I don't know. It's, like, an exciting life. It's not boring in any way. But it's I just, know. like, how do you explain that to someone who doesn't like spike ball? I don't know. <laughs> Right, and they're like, oh, yeah, I have a good group of friends. Are there any guys in that group? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, like the one-track mind of yep. like, this is how my life was when I was 23. Let's Where point out you? the differences between mine and yours. <laughs> exactly. And reconcile them. No, I don't feel like I get that hard, but I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that kind of goes under this category of like just people that like aren't necessarily seeking out conflict, but mm-hmm. maybe the way that they ask questions or the way that they, they say things are like a little bit more contentious. And mm-hmm. yeah, it might lead to kind of that frustrated feeling where everyone's like <laughs> upset with each other at the end of the day. I don't know. <laughs> right. um, or like feel bad about like their life choices. Yeah, or... exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I think we move on from that, but good luck. <laughs> Sweet. So next we have the uneventful family. Mm-hmm. And this one's kind of different than those first two, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because those first two, it just seems like there's a lot happening there or there's lots of tension, but it kind of like the uneventful family seems to be like polar opposite. They don't really make a big deal out of the holidays for whatever reason, um, whether they don't choose to celebrate the holidays, whether they don't choose to to not celebrate the holidays with you, like, or Mm -hmm. like they're they're the kind of family who goes on a cruise over the holidays and doesn't invite you. I don't know if that actually happens. Is that from a movie? Christmas with the Cranks. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought, but mm-hmm. I fell asleep when we first, like, when we got into that movie, so I haven't seen it in full. It's so funny. I believe you. I think it's your favorite Christmas movie, it right? It is my favorite. I don't know. You know, like, when you say something's your favorite, but it might not actually be, but it's but like, like, this now is my is. answer? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of how Christmas with the Cranks is. I don't really have an alternative favorite. There might be one out there, but that one's just my go-to. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that this is actually a lot more of families than we think. Mm-hmm. I actually have a friend from D.C. where their family doesn't celebrate Christmas. And so... It's just kind of interesting to me because, like, yeah, there's a lot of hype around Christmas for almost all my friends, right? Like, that's something we share in common. But they just Mm -hmm. don't do anything on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. So, like, they don't have a tree. They don't do presents. And, like, I don't know. There's not that buildup then, too. Mm -hmm. So it's a little unrelatable. Yeah. Um, And so that might be a pretty lonely feeling. Um, For whatever reason, there's just that everyone's excited going home, doing that anticipation. And to you, it's just another Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that this can be really hard to be in because you could feel forgotten right Mm -hmm. like you said everybody else has plans and Mm -hmm. so and those plans a lot of times center around family so Mm -hmm. if you don't have that like how do you yeah how do you fit into your friends lives when Mm -hmm. they're all gone maybe or they just are busy Mm -hmm. and you want to do something because it is a fun season but Mm -hmm. more than anything you just don't want to be like left alone yeah or conversely like your family doesn't do anything really for Christmas or the holidays, but going home. So going home isn't exactly what you want to do. Like you'd rather spend your Christmas doing something else, but you might just feel an obligation, whether Mm -hmm. that's, Hey, all my friends are going home, so I should probably go home or my family really wants me to come home. But when I go home, we're just going to stare at the TV. Like there might be other, like you might end up going home, but there just might not be anything. Like you might just be there out of obligation to avoid guilt. So yeah, it's just a complicated situation for sure. I think, honestly, this is a big place where friends can step up. Mm-hmm. Because really what 
people are looking for is not to be left alone for the holidays, right? They still want to do something. Mm -hmm. And so I think like recognizing maybe that they don't have something to look forward to if they go home, right? They Mm -hmm. might still go home for a day or two, but they don't want to spend, you know, five days back home or Mm -hmm. if you're still in college, like your entire Christmas break back home. Mm -hmm. So like, what can you do as a friend to make that Christmas really, you know, really fun and and, um, celebrated with them? Yeah, I think understand like, your Christmas parties and gatherings and things that you're doing, cookie decoratings, whatever it might be, might be their way of celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. Where to you it's just like another thing to attend or another thing to host and it's just like supplemental. That might be their celebration. Yeah. And so I think be present in that, help plan that, attend those kind of things just because first off, that's just adding to that that fellowship of celebrating Christmas and celebrating what it all means. But it's also just another thing for them to do instead of just realizing they don't have anything to do. Yeah. I think, too, like inviting them with to things that you already have planned. If you're going to a Christmas Eve service, you know, invite them to your church. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, we're going to do this. Come join my family. We're going out to eat afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. something like that. So they feel like they do have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, if your family is planning to go look at lights, invite them with. Mm -hmm. I think little things can go a long way. Yeah. And they're your friend. Like they at least want to spend time with you. I think like we've been blessed to kind of get to know our friends' families and Mm -hmm. to have that. But for the most part, I think that they would be comfortable coming with you to a family event. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, introduce them to your family. Make them feel like welcomed and loved Mm -hmm. and a part of that celebration. Yeah. And if they are going home for that or you don't have something to invite them to, make something. It doesn't have to be on the 24th or the 25th, you know, like Mm -hmm. do that. Do your Christmas thing. Go look at lights with your friends. Go do cookie decorating. Do like those go shopping with them go see a play like do those things with them earlier too yeah and i'm not just saying that's like do that out of charity like that's gonna be really fun for you too like yeah. this is a pretty easy tip <laughs> to follow it's just, just like celebrate christmas with your friends exactly um i think another thing too is to like you know reach out to them over christmas mm-hmm. if you are home and you or like you live further away or have to like actually travel somewhere for christmas so you, it's not as feasible to mm-hmm. do like together things I think actually reaching out might be difficult because you might be busy, but it would mean a lot for someone yeah. to be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. You know, did you end up getting together with so-and-so for coffee? You know, like something yeah. like that, where it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I recognize and remember you during this season. Yeah, I think like you're saying, it's kind of hard. It's a lot harder to do that when you you have things you're, you're doing in your home and you're with other people. But if you're on a 15-minute drive somewhere, like it's – I think it means a lot for someone to call you on the holidays. And yeah. I think I would suggest that – I think your family will understand, too. I hope they will. Um, it's not like you have to spend the whole day texting them or FaceTiming them. Just, mm-hmm. But just, like, make sure they're seen and, like, they get wished happy Christmas from someone. Yeah, for sure. Um, this kind of goes into our next family, but that's mm-hmm. the faraway family. And this is kind of twofold of you are physically not near your family or your family is physically not near you. Yes. <laughs> I think what Emma means is like you could be the one person not near your family um, or you could be at home and like you're missing someone from your family. Yes. Way to say it much longer than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, this is something that my family has experienced Mm -hmm. and it is really difficult. So this is the second year in a row that we won't have everyone home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but like the people that aren't home are in different time zones. They're in different countries, actually. And Mm -hmm. it's just like. It's a really difficult thing of you want to be with your family mm-hmm. over Christmas. Like, right, yeah. like my family does. And so what does it look like when we just physically can't be together? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this has been something that it's like a learning curve. And I can speak a little bit to this if you are experienced that, like my tips, um, and I don't follow them very well, but mail your gifts ahead of time because it takes forever to get there. And yes, my siblings will not be receiving their Christmas gifts on Christmas day. And I'm really sorry. Um, but I think like recognizing that you're going to have to kind of work them into your schedule, Mm -hmm. um, because you might be calling them earlier in the day or later in the day because their Christmas is, you know, 15 hours earlier than yours. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is just hard in recognizing you're not experiencing the same thing and you're just not together. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really sad thing. And I think it's even more sad when you're the one removed from that and you're by yourself for Christmas. Yeah. I've never really related to this. My family has always been together. Um, but what are some things for, for friends? Like, how could I, as a friend, support a friend who's in that faraway family category? Yeah, I think, like, if, you know, for one of my siblings, right, like, I hope that they are invited to do Christmas with someone. And, like, not just invited to, like, go to just a Christmas party that everyone's invited to, but, like, into a family. And, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to be opening presents this morning. Like, come in and join mm-hmm. us, and then we're going to have breakfast together. And so one of my sisters, she did something called exchange where she lived abroad for a year and she lived with host families. And she actually had a great Christmas the year that she was gone because she just was so like her, the um, family she was staying with, all their extended family members came over. They brought gifts for her. Mm. And it was like, oh, you know, like you're our daughter during this season. Like, we're so happy that you're here. And it was like the grandma had made something for her. Mm. And I think like she just felt so loved, right? And, like, if you could do that to someone that is not going to be able to go home for Christmas and Mm -hmm. recognizing ahead of time, I think this takes a little bit of forethought of, like, hey, they they won't be able to, like, have that that celebration. Like, I want to make sure they feel really seen when they come over to my family gathering. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think just reaching out is a huge first step. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also if you're friends with people like me who who aren't able to see their siblings or I think especially like for my mom like she's just not able to have her kids all in one place mm-hmm. like reaching out and recognizing that yeah I'm being like hey like that might be hard for you and mm-hmm. acknowledging it I guess mm-hmm. yeah I think another thing is like if you can't invite them maybe someone else can and you can help find some place yeah. for them to go um not quite Christmas uh quite opposite fourth of July someone at our church the church that I go to with a friend was like, hey, what are you doing on the 4th of July? If you or any of your friends don't have plans, we're having a big barbecue. Let everyone know. And, like, mm-hmm. they barely knew me, much less not my friends, but they invited my friends and said, you don't even need to have me there. You know? And so that was just such a cool thing, and I'll, I'll remember that about that family for a very long time. Yeah. I think that's really, really true. I think something else, too, if you're friends with someone um, that's far away, but maybe you're not in proximity with them. So, like, I have a friend that's deployed right now, and so he's over in Germany, right? And he can't go home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, just giving out, like, you know, say, hey, can we FaceTime? Like, still reaching out and recognizing he's not home with his family, even though I'm not with him either, of, like, really seeking to connect with those people that you know are just distanced from their family physically this year. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, recognizing that and being willing to spend a little bit of time talking with them Mm -hmm. yeah good tips tosh um let's move on to the next family the do everything family okay emma describe this and then i want to know do they really exist okay the do everything family is the ones that you see in hallmark christmas movies that like somehow magically they get five weeks of pto so they're (laughs) home 
from like December 12th to the new year and every day they're spoken for because like they're either volunteering for the Christmas pageant and then they go off and do the charity cookie decorating competition and then they decorate their house like majestically and beautifully with 17 Christmas trees and then they go to like the town Christmas party and then they go to the Christmas service and in between all that they have time to fall in love. Wow that sounds amazing but exhausting. This is the kind of family I hope to marry into. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. <laughs> if this is how your family looks, <laughs> Emma's ready. Um, I'd, I'd, I've never met anyone that has, like, that completely. I don't think those kind of families exist. I don't think so either. Which is but- so sad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is just the difference between Tosh and I where, like, you hear that and she goes, that's exhausting. I go, that sounds so fun. Well, it does sound so fun. But mm-hmm. also, like, like, what else do you do during that time? That's why you have, like, five magical weeks of PTO. That makes sense. Um, to just... film a Christmas movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, tangent. I was talking with someone the other day about the Enneagram. And we were saying how nines have the least amount of energy on the Enneagram and eights have the most energy. And I was like, this is so funny. Because that that's is. Tosh and I, least and most. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Today, but... guys, I took a nap after work. And, like, work was not a very productive day. And so I didn't even, like, it didn't warrant taking a nap. But then Emma went to the store. And I think that was a good difference between our our days Mm -hmm. i went to the store and i bought frozen pizza (laughs) ice cream um cereal to make puppy chow i was just like embarrassed with how unhealthy what i purchased was we're eating it all tonight right that's the plan (laughs) just kidding our roommates are both currently gone right now and it's just natasha and i and so we're just living it up it's like the parents (laughs) are gone (laughs) but it's it's like we're not doing anything actually like we were talking about how we've these three days where it's just me us two and so we should like do something exciting and yet all we've done is taken a nap and gotten frozen that being pizza said, it's been a work day i know <laughs> all right moving back to our the do everything family yep. if these exist um tips for those friends have patience and understand that they just have to be mia for a while yeah I think that this main like these people don't actually exist in complete like five weeks off like you were saying, but I do think that there are families where it's like the expectation is that over Christmas you spend every single minute with your with your families and it's like we're all together we're all doing mm-hmm. that activity like I do think in a yeah. smaller dose this is a real thing. Yes, I think yeah, not from the beginning of December till the New Year, but yeah, there's like they just like to do a lot of things together mm-hmm. and there's an expectation that you're there. And I think come this period of life when you're starting to date someone and maybe attend half of their Christmas gatherings, that could get to be a rocky situation. I don't have experience with this, and I don't think these families exist in total, so I can't really speak to this. But Yeah, I don't think they exist either, but that is something to think about. Mm-hmm. I think we move on from this one because this, this bullet point has basically just been a bullet point to have tangents. So I think we move on to, an, to a harder one. It's called the struggling family. Yeah, and this one looks different, right, because that has been our caveat with all of these points of it. It looks different for every family, but I think there can be a lot of instances that make Christmas very hard, right? And that could be because it's, it's maybe the first Christmas after a family member has passed, and so this is just a really sad season. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a Christmas when there's financial struggles and just, like, it doesn't look the way you wanted it to, and mm-hmm. that's just sad and you're grieving that. Um, this week, Christmas, well, somebody's sick and you're, you know, celebrating a hospital room and that mm-hmm. just looks different. Um, so I think it's like marked by this is a Christmas that your friend is experiencing that has a lot of grief and a lot of fear. Maybe. Yeah. And and how do you be a good friend during that? Right. And it's really not how they pictured celebrating yeah. the holidays, but 
because of their situation, that is how they are going to be spending time with their family this year. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is something to just be really like aware of because Mm -hmm. The, like Christmas is such a fun season, right? Mm-hmm. And like we are blessed to be able to look forward to this Christmas. But I think that there's sometimes this expectation that you have to be happy over the holidays, right? And that, mm-hmm. that's not always the case. You can't always feel that way because there might be extenuating circumstances that make this holiday season very, mm-hmm. very difficult. Yeah. And so that understanding that they don't have to match your energy is yeah. good. And also, I think it's just important to be present with your friends still. Not to just say, you're going through something, so I, I'll let you go deal with that. I think a lot of times it's really helpful to have community and and uh, people supporting you in that and not, mm-hmm. just, not just giving you space. Yeah, because maybe space isn't what you want. You want to be able mm-hmm. to process with someone and you want to be able to say, hey, this doesn't look the way I wanted to. And maybe rant a little bit, right? But just to be somebody that can listen and I think, like, in the same way of not having them or not having the expectation that they'll match your energy, mm-hmm. maybe match theirs. And yeah. just and yes. be sad, right? right? Like, you can just mm-hmm. sit with them. And they might feel very alone from their family right now because their family is focused on this other issue. Mm-hmm. So this is not a time to abandon them. Yeah. They might just need people to come in even closer because their family is so focused on this bigger issue, and rightfully so, but they might just need someone to see them. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that I've been both on the giving end and receiving end. Mm-hmm. Growing up, we used to always like kind of just take into account like a family in our, our circle that was struggling this Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that could be for a variety of reasons. One of my good friends growing up, her mom had cancer. And so it just was like she was in the middle of treatments. And we ended up just like getting them Christmas presents because mm-hmm. her mom just couldn't physically go and shop. And like mm-hmm. that's such a horrible feeling as a mom to be like, oh, I, I want to bless my kids in this way. But mm-hmm. like I'm sick. Yeah. And so we ended up just like giving like they sent us our Christmas list and we got them presents. And it was such a wonderful way to like bless that family. Mm-hmm. But on the receiving end, when my parents were going through divorce and like just, you know, my mom didn't have the capacity of, like, being fully present in the Christmas season because it was just such a stressful period. Mm -hmm. And I was away at college and my sister was off in Belgium. It was just a very difficult time. And there wasn't, like, um, we weren't going home to just this easy situation. And uh, we ended up actually um, going to stay with some family right before Christmas. And we weren't going to be, we just, like, financially didn't have the capacity to even have presents. And just, like, it was going to look very, very different, right? So when we got home, we, this is, like, probably one of my favorite moments of, like, my life, honestly. <laughs> but we opened up our, our house um, after driving all the way back from South Carolina on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And so this was late Christmas Day. We walked in, and some friends had bought presents for us, wrapped them, mm-hmm. put them under our tree. And it was just, like, filled up, right? Our tree mm-hmm. was lit up, all these presents beautifully wrapped, and then... Um, and they had stocked our fridge with just like food for us mm-hmm. to have and like eggnog and apple cider and like all of this for a Christmas meal. And it was literally like when I think of like Santa Claus, right? And I never really believed in Santa Claus growing up, <laughs> but I was like, that was a moment where I was like, wow, that feeling of just like, where did this come from? Like, mm-hmm. how could this be? Right. And it was such a huge blessing. And like, I could go on and on as mm-hmm. to how much that like just it wasn't that much to them, right? Mm-hmm. But it was so much to our family because it was so unexpected and mm-hmm. such a blessing. Yeah. And so I think, like, there's a huge opportunity to really give during the Christmas season mm-hmm. to your friends that maybe aren't having that that met at home because it's just yeah. a harder time. Mm-hmm. I think, like, that is something that you will remember for the rest of your life and, like, your siblings will and your yeah. mom will. And 
like if you have the capacity to do that and the eye to see the need for that, that is going to be one of the most rewarding things. And mm-hmm. just like the truly like the meaning of like supporting one another is to just do those things. And I mean, that would just be so amazing to do for people. And if, if everyone could just do that for the people that need that, that would be just amazing. Yeah, I think it's just such a like it's such a display of what Christmas really mm-hmm. means. And I think we're talking about that in our next podcast episode of just like what is Christmas about? And I think that like recognizing that your friends might be going to situations that are harder mm-hmm. than what you're experiencing, right? And like really being present and really having an opportunity to just seek and love them mm-hmm. is just I think such a good way to approach this Christmas season. Yeah. Because like Emma and I can't relate to all of these things on the list, mm-hmm. but we can relate to some of them. Yeah. And so like and, and we have friends that can relate to all mm-hmm. of these things. And so how do we be good friends during this season? Mm-hmm. I think that's just a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. In all of these situations, I think generosity is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, being generous just like with your listening ear, with your resources, with your with, time, with your, with your, your relationships. Yeah. yeah. And offering something that you could be selfish. And it's easy to say this is for me and my family only, mm-hmm. but to open those doors and just to welcome people in and welcome people in knowing that it might not be easy or how you've always, it's always been, but to understand that. And that puts a lot on your family too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I invite someone um, to spend Christmas with me, there's therefore my family is also hosting. Yeah. And so like, I think there's just, there's a real big need to be generous during this time, and it's such a huge blessing. Yeah, completely agree. So I guess that's our challenge to you guys of, like, recognizing where your friends are, are headed this Christmas season. How can you bless them? How can you be generous and mm-hmm. open up your, your home and your, your Christmas season to them? Mm-hmm. I think of Harry Potter. Harry had just been friends with the Weasleys. Yeah. Um, he barely knew them, but the Weasleys sent him Christmas gifts along to mm-hmm. along to Harry, along with the, all the others. And that was just, like, so exciting. And it was just like, wow, you thought to get me a gift? And I think the book does a better job of explaining that. But, like, that's just such a cool demonstration, too, of just finding the need, like, where people just need to be seen and you want you can be kind to them and just mm-hmm. doing that. So be yeah. a Molly Weasley this Christmas season. That seems so contradictory of, like, <laughs> no, not contradictory, but... So many people are against Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they're like, what? We're talking about Christmas and Harry Potter in the same episode? Those don't go together. <laughs> no. Um, well, um, we hope you guys have a great Christmas. You will have had Christmas before the next time we talk with you. So we we really hope that it's yeah. a, a amazing time and that regardless of what you're going back to, that is just, um, yeah, a time that you mm-hmm. are able to celebrate. And, yes. and yeah. And if you need somewhere to celebrate, you can always come to our places. Of course, yes. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And we'll see you, I was going to say in the new year, but there's that week of limbo in between. (laughs) We'll see you in limbo week. (laughs) 